Welcome to the Delivery Diaries with Vanessa Nag. This is a podcast about how families were started. Join us as we hear parents tell us their stories of how their children were delivered, whether that's through birth stories or adoption stories. Listen in as we laugh together, cry together, and learn together. This week, Megan and Luke share the birth of their two children. Megan had two home births. Her birth with her son went so fast that she had an unassisted birth. Her midwife just missed the birth and she got there 10 minutes later. Megan has a YouTube channel where she shares the video of her son's unassisted birth, and it's pretty amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to the Delivery Diaries. Hi. Hi. Do you guys want to tell listeners a little bit about you and your family? Well, we live in Montana, and me and Luke have been married for about three years now, and we have two little kids. Our daughter is a little over a year old, and our son is almost two months old. We have a bunch of farm animals on our little city lot. We have meat rabbits and chickens and a garden. And so we've got a lot of stuff going on. All right. Well, do you want to get into getting pregnant? Sure. Um, Well, with my daughter, um, we had been trying. For a few months. Yeah. And um, I had a miscarriage prior to that. So I was a little worried that I wouldn't be able to carry all the way. So it was really relieving when I got pregnant. And then with my son, um, we weren't really trying to get pregnant and I was still breastfeeding my daughter. She was only six months old and I started to suspect that I was pregnant because my milk supply started dropping off and I took a test and I was pregnant and it was kind of mixed feelings because I was almost offended that he was taking away the milk from my daughter. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we were super excited. So yeah, Yeah, it was kind of a stressful time too because she was don't want to breastfeed Sophia and yeah she, she was trying everything she could to get the milk supply back up yeah her pregnancy was pretty easy um I had morning sickness but not really anything other than that and um I was 40 weeks and three days when I went into labor with her and it was a really long labor it was 24 hours and um, three hours of transition and three hours of pushing. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it was really long. Um, I had a cervical lip and she was posterior. So I had really bad back labor and the midwife was having to like reach in and pull the cervical lip out of the way every time I'd have a contraction. Um, and then I tore in like three places and I um, had a really bad hemorrhage that thankfully the midwife is super skilled and she was able to deal with it right at home. It was kind of a crazy experience and so much different than my son's birth, for sure. And so you had her at home? Yeah, I did. And what made you choose at home versus the traditional hospital route? Um, Well, it's it's kind of funny because we were planning on having a hospital birth for our first. And then uh, his uh, sister-in-law talked me into a home birth because she had had one. Uh, Well, she had two or she had had like one home birth and one unassisted birth. So she kind of talked me into trying it. So, <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to get into your son's pregnancy? Well, his pregnancy was a bit harder, I think, because it was really close to my daughter's. I had not very much time to heal before I got pregnant again. Um, and so I had a lot of, um, I had more morning sickness and I had a lot of like um, pelvic problems like just the bones wouldn't stay aligned. And I had a lot of like um, pubic bone pain and just my hips were like not aligned properly. 
Um, She's going to the chiropractor a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, I would leave the chiropractor and then it would fall right back out because all my ligaments were so loose. So it was like not even worth going. So yeah, a little bit difficult of a pregnancy, but not, not a ton uh, different. We, we did have an ultrasound with him and found out he was a boy and yeah, we had, we actually had two ultrasounds. She wasn't totally sure that he was a boy because it's a little hard to tell at 20 weeks. So I, we had another one and it was definitely a boy. So, well, I had um, prodromal labor for three weeks. So I, every night starting at like 37 weeks, I thought I was going into labor. So I was like, not even sure I would be able to tell when I actually went into labor. Um, and I kept telling Luke that I bet I'm going to go into labor and it's going to go so fast and I won't even know it's real labor and we'll not call the midwife in time. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like bringing it on myself. (laughs) Um, and so it was actually, it was actually on my due date, um, just because of leap year, my due date was on the third, but it was actually on the second. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it was on that night. We went to bed. Nothing had changed at all. We went to bed at like 10. 10. And then at 12, I woke up with some little contractions that felt similar to just the prodromal labor. So I was like, I don't really know if this is the real thing. Um, I got up and I just walked around the house for a while. I got something to eat. I stood by the fireplace. I was just trying to tell if it was real or not. I was just trying to like feel out the contractions a little bit. And I went up. I went and woke up Luke at like 1230. 1230. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he and I figured it was just another false alarm. We've had so many. So I was like, is this the real deal or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even sure at that point, but they were getting like, just, they felt a little bit different. Like they were just like deeper. And then I tried to lay back down actually and go back to sleep. Cause that used to work with the prodromal labor. And I had a contraction laying down, and that was so painful. I do not like laboring laying down at all. Um, and I was trying to go back to sleep, too. But then I started thinking, eh, she seems a little bit more serious than normal. So I started getting excited. I was like, well, I can't sleep now. I might as well get up. Yeah. <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then he got up. And then that was about when I started into transition. So I had, like, maybe half an hour of active labor. And then like almost as soon as he got up, I was like really needing his help through the contractions and I like needed him to hold on to me. And I was like at first sitting on the ball and kind of like leaning back as far as I could and like holding onto his arms. And then after that, I found that the best position for me was standing actually and um, like swaying my hips back and forth. And then every time I'd have a contraction, I would call out for him and he would like hold my upper body up because I needed to relax my torso but I needed to be standing too. So I kind of, I felt really bad because he was having a really big workout while I was in labor too. (laughs) Yeah. And I was still all drowsy and waking up and we had this whole list on this paper of things to do once we knew labor started and I was running around, like trying to clean up the house and get the birth supplies ready. (laughs) Cover the windows. Because I had like 60 seconds between contractions. They were 60 seconds long and 60 seconds apart at that point. And so he was like, racing around trying to get all this stuff done in 60 second intervals it was really funny and she's finally like just don't worry about that stuff it doesn't yeah. matter just, <laughs> well, it's fine if the house is messy i'm having this baby now <laughs> but i texted my midwife and she asked me to time the contractions which was actually kind of hard 
because I think I was so far into labor that it was taking so much like focus to get through the contractions that it, it seemed really hard to like think about timing them. So it took me a little bit and I actually had to have Luke help me. I would like signal him when it started and I would signal him with it. Cause I just couldn't even push the button on my phone. Um, and they were about a minute long and a minute apart. So I knew it was like really close. Um, and the midwife was like, okay, I'm going to get out of my pajamas and I am on the way, but she lives an hour away from us. So I kind of figured that she wouldn't make it. <laughs> and I was actually kind of excited about that. I kept like kind of hoping that would happen throughout my pregnancy because I just kind of wanted to do it on my, by myself. So I was excited that it was kind of working out that way, but I moved over without even really thinking about it. I moved over to, um, in our kitchen where it's just subfloor because we're remodeling. So I knew if I made a mess on the floor, it wouldn't really matter there. <laughs> and I was like leaning over, holding onto our baby gate and having attractions there in the kitchen. And it was about an hour of transition and they just kept getting more and more intense. It, it felt like a, tr a freight train was like moving through my body. Just, he was like going down so fast. It was crazy. And I started bleeding, blood started dripping down my leg and I like, was a little concerned and I asked Luke to text Sandano and she said it was probably just from my cervix opening so fast that I was bleeding. And then a little while later, my water broke and it wasn't like a big pop and a gush like I thought it would be. Um, Cause last time the midwife broke my water, uh, it was just kind of like trickling out every time I'd have a contraction, like the contraction was pushing it out almost. Yeah. And then it was like, around two o'clock and oh I guess it was yeah 1 30 and I started feeling like I needed to poop <laughs> and I was like surely this is not time to push yet it's only been like an hour or so and I kept thinking that the midwife was going to get there and tell me tell me I was like two centimeters I don't know why I had this ridiculous thought <laughs> but I I feel I was feeling like I need to push but I was like surely it's not time. So I wasn't like pushing with my body, but like my body was just doing everything. It was that um, fetal ejection reflex, I think. And so I checked myself and his head was like right there, like an inch from coming out. So I was like, okay, I'm probably dilated if he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I started pushing and it was like the next push and his head came out and I kind of squatted down in the kitchen right before he came out and I reached down there and I felt his head and it was like, he's like already coming out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and Luke kind of looked down there and yeah, she bent down twice and was, didn't even know, realize what was going on. I'm like, Oh, he's already coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, I felt his head there and I was kind of a little bit freaked out. So I, I pushed without a contraction and I pushed the rest of his body out. And I kind of wish I hadn't done that because I did tear again and I, I wonder if I hadn't been a little impatient, if I would have maybe not torn. But yeah, I pushed his body out and I caught him. And I remember before that, I was like, I they're really slippery. Like, I wonder if I'll be able to catch him in time. But it was just really easy. And I pulled him up to me and I stood up and I was like, kind of frustrated that I couldn't like bring him up to me. And I realized that the cord was like coming up over his shoulder and around the back of his neck. So it wasn't like over the front, but I just like could pull him up to my chest. Um, and so I pulled the cord over his head and I sent Luke to get towels and waterproof pads to put on the couch so I could sit down and 
Yep. And then we sat down and like 10 seconds later, the midwife walks through the front door and she just barely oh, missed Sounds it. like you had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. So she could come in and do all the cleanup and make sure everyone was okay. Worked yeah. out really good. Yep. And I was just sitting there on the couch and I was like, I caught him by myself. And she was like, yeah, that's what you wanted. And she was just so excited for us. And yeah. And my daughter slept through all of it, which was crazy to me because um, with her labor, I was so loud. And then with his, I was like, I didn't even like make a peep barely. <laughs> it was so quiet. So uh, it was so different than the first one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was really glad that I could be quiet and she just slept through it because that would have been hard to focus on entertaining a toddler while I was in labor. <laughs> That's amazing. So you weren't, when he came out, were you worried about like, you know, trying to get his breathing or was, um, was he just okay as soon as he came out? Yeah, I, well, when he came out, I kind of looked at him and it took him just like a second to cry and it sounded like a little gurgly, like he had liquid in his lungs. So I just kind of looked at his face and made sure that there was nothing like blocking his airway. And, but after that, like initial inspection, I wasn't really worried about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to hear him cry though. So I knew he was all good. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And how were, Luke, how were you, you know, once he was born, were you, you know, obviously you were excited, but were you nervous at all since it was unassisted or were you just like, she's got it. She did it, you know? Yeah, pretty much like she was confident and just did it all. And then the midwife got there right away. So wasn't really stressed out. Was able to enjoy the moment. Yeah. But um, home birth is more common in his family. His mom's had a couple home births and his sister-in-law. Yeah. So I think he just more trusts um, this the, the process than a lot of guys do, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's so good. And so how is your postpartum with him? Um, it's been pretty good. Um, a little harder than, I, I feel like I, it's taken me a little longer to heal than Sophia's, but I didn't get baby blues this time. I had really bad baby blues with my daughter. And this time it's been just like so much easier because I know how to take care of a baby this time. And so it's been kind of um, different in different ways, but it's been pretty good overall. I had a little bit hard time getting the bleeding to stop. And I just wanted to like go on walks and then I would like kind of make myself bleed more. And so I had to just make myself take it easy and heal. But yeah, I'm feeling really good now and it's about two months and I feel almost back to normal. I know it's so hard wanting to, you know, especially when you have like a toddler do stuff and I know. Yeah. You know, like a normal routine. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But then that's when your body's like, Nope. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's so important to just let yourself heal and to rest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just got to take the time and do it. And you're going to be really glad afterwards if you let your body heal properly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. we could I'll just say that the transition from going from one kids to two kids is easier than zero to one. <laughs> That's for sure. Like yeah. You don't have any kids and then you have one, like your whole life changes. Like, yeah. This time around, we were like so much more relaxed about having a newborn and we actually knew how to hold them and transfer them and yeah. <laughs> not not worrying about every little thing that happened, like yeah. contacting the midwife, like, is this normal? Is this normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely more relaxed. Yeah. 
Well, Megan, if you wanted to give any advice or bits of wisdom about labor, pregnancy, birth to other moms, what would that be? I think that would be just to trust your body and that your body is totally like built for growing babies and birthing them. And I think that's like the biggest thing that's helped me feel confident to have an unassisted birth and not be at all scared is just knowing that my body is going to do this, whether or not like I want it to really, like it's just going to birth him and that um, God designed it so perfectly to do that. And that, yeah, I don't need to worry. For sure. And what about you, Luke? Is there anything that you would want to say to dads or partners? Uh, yeah, just to be uh, trusting your wife and her instincts and not freak out. Just try to be there and remain calm and try to offer her different things. Like it's nice to have a kind of a game plan beforehand, like things you want to try because she might not remember during the moment, like to put music on or yeah stuff like that, like offer to try different positions so any way you can help her and be there for her. offering her water and stuff like that. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your story. I really loved it. Oh, thank you yeah. for having us on. That Thanks was for letting us yeah, share. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Delivery Diaries. If you are loving The Delivery Diaries birth and adoption stories, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to see pictures from this week's episode, head over to at The Delivery Diaries on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs>